episode 150 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Today is, like I said, episode 150, kind of a big number um, for, I mean, I guess, I mean, we're making up that it's a big number, but 150 feels like a nice round hole number um, to sort of celebrate as, as reaching a milestone. Um, so Sam, congrats on, uh, on 150 episodes. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> hey man, we limped right into 150. We, I think we're, we're probably on about three shows in the last two months, but we're, we're getting back into the groove of it. I know we are getting back into the groove. We've had a little bit of a uh, little bit of difficulty with scheduling and school. I'm coming up on finals. Sam is working like 500 hours a week. It's been it's been rough, but we we still really enjoy doing this, and it's just it's a nice it's a nice break in the week and something to to look forward to. Um, however, so um, well actually, oh, go ahead. However, no. What's the how? What's what's however? No. I was going to say, uh, however, last week uh, we didn't get to enjoy uh, that little break uh, as we took a week off for Thanksgiving. And I would like to say that Thanksgiving was this wonderful holiday spent with family enjoying great food. But Sam and I actually spent it kind of together um, for under different circumstances. Um, so Sam, lay out, lay out what, uh, what got you all the way up to Thanksgiving. Um, well, my, uh, my roommate, my lovely girlfriend, she left, um, she left me all alone because I had to work Black Friday day. Um, so I was all alone from Wednesday to Saturday and Thanksgiving day was just filled of, I watched every single football game that day from start to finish mm -hmm. and drank a half gallon of eggnog in one day. Nice. I mean, it was... <laughs> It was everything it was supposed to be and more. You I know, was so thankful. I, I mean, you're probably not going to appreciate this take, but I've never really understood the fascination with eggnog. I, I feel like it's a bit of an acquired taste. Well, it tastes good. That's what it is. That's the fascination. Okay, with it. it tastes okay, really fair. good. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> you're also the same guy who said he likes Brussels sprouts, and so I can't really trust your, your food takes. Mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts are good. The uh, Pat McAfee show, big time debate was mashed potatoes or trash. Oh, and I could just, not disagree more. I could that's not disagree more with that take. <laughs> mashed potatoes. I mean, I mean, we could talk about it for a sec just because Thanksgiving was. Uh, I think mashed was, potatoes are my favorite part of Thanksgiving. I was, I was about to say, I, I think it's my favorite dish. And I, I don't give me, I think a lot of people. At least a lot of people that I've come into contact with don't actually like turkey all that much. Um, I like turkey, no. but I do think that um, turkey is made a lot. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I, I don't want to bash on turkey, but I think if you oh, want to sort of <laughs> the, the birds, the birds to, already dead, Jason. You I can just put it out of its misery. I think if you wanted to upgrade the quality of a bite of turkey. I always have a fork full of turkey and also mashed potatoes. So that combo, that combo bite to me makes makes the perfect the perfect mouthful of food for Thanksgiving. So so their argument was that they they took mashed potatoes standalone without the gravy. 
I don't, I don't. That's fine with me. I don't like a ton of gravy. But I don't. I don't, I don't agree with that. Who has it without the gravy? I don't think it needs it. If I have butter on it, like salt and pepper, and I have the turkey on the side for me, I, I, it doesn't. Sure. I mean, depending on the gravy, yeah, it's nice, but I don't feel it's necessary per se. Yeah, I mean, but to me, Thanksgiving with mashed potatoes it's got to have some gravy on there, and you're gonna have gravy on the turkey. And the mashed potato, you're gonna have tur- gravy on everything mm-hmm. in that dish. And then people that like cranberry, the yeah. cranberry sauce, no, yeah, not not a not a big cranberry sauce guy. Do do like some stuffing for sure, but not all no. stuffing is created equal. Stuffing's trash. Stuffing's not trash. It's just like I said, not all stuffing is created equal. You can have. What are you stuffing? It's in a bowl. <laughs> you're <so laughs> and yourself <laughs> um so i mean that's that's actually that's what i was looking forward to was a nice big thanksgiving meal and i was anticipating yep. that um, I, you were home the, one of your aunts or grandparents mm-hmm. or even your mom might get in the kitchen there and you would experience that nice home-cooked meal but you, know, you had the thing you had eggs and toast yeah, here's the thing. I had three opportunities to go to three different Thanksgivings. And I couldn't go to any of them. <laughs> so my my lovely girlfriend, Bree, got sick at the very beginning of the week when we were on a little mini vacation to go to Bodega Bay. As soon as we stepped through the door of the house that we were staying in, sick immediately. And then it took a couple days, and then I eventually got sick. And by the time Thanksgiving rolled around, I was not feeling great at all and i was still in like my contagious window so i was planning on going to thanksgiving with brie and her family who go all out for thanksgiving just have awesome food and i spent the last two thanksgivings with them um couldn't go to that my backup plan after that was eventually to go to to uh to go to my (laughs) my dad's side of uh thanksgiving because my dad went with his side of the family but unfortunately there was a young baby there and i didn't want to get them sick and there were elderly people there as well so i didn't want to get them sick and then my mom went with her family same situation over there so i spent thanksgiving alone until sam called me and then uh, we basically spent thanksgiving just chatting i had eggs he had some salmon we watched some football (laughs) and oh uh, and i i did not do a good job on the salmon it was by far the one of the worst meals i've ever (laughs) made in my life it was either undercooked or overcooked. I have no idea which one, um, but it did not taste right. <laughs> you know, I uh, one of my favorite, absolute favorite things that Bree makes is this uh, barbecued salmon. It's really good. And again, with the food taste, you're you hate salmon skin, which I don't understand at all. I just one of the I always parts. thought you can't eat it. I always oh, thought no, you couldn't no. eat it. No, it's it's one of the tastiest parts of the salmon to me. Um, but yeah, you're big you're big uh chicken skin type of guy huh absolutely for absolutely. the fried chicken yeah mm. i'm also not opposed i don't do it every time but i'm not uh, like in sushi rolls when the shrimp tail comes i'm not opposed to eating that either <laughs> and the face <laughs> on the expression on your face just means that we have to move on <laughs> what I you, eat, you eat the banana peel too you just throw that no, in the but, I, but i eat the i eat the shells of sunflower seeds so um yeah it's okay so that's two jaw drops for me we so just gotta move on <laughs> your, your stomach's just a garbage disposal <laughs> it's, like, well, it's, it's not like i'm doing this it's not like i'm doing this daily 
right, let's get in. You do it the first time. Your dad's like, Jason, you're supposed to spit the sunflower seed out. My dad is who I picked it up. <laughs> so, okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to some football. We got some takes coming out of this week. Let's run through the scores real quickly. I'm sure you all are caught up, but in case there are people listening who aren't, those Thanksgiving games, Bills barely escaped the Lions 28 to 25. Cowboys. Giants game score a little closer than the actual game itself, 28 to 20. Vikings beat the Patriots 33 to 26. Dolphins over the Texans. That's that early. We're now into the early games on Sunday. Dolphins beat the Texans 30 to 15. The Bengals in it uh, last year's playoff rematch uh, mm-hmm. game. Bengals beat the Titans 20 to 16. The Broncos just fell apart against the Panthers. 23 to 10, although I guess you can't fall apart if you were never together. Um, the Jets beat the Bears 31 to 10, and Mike White put on a show, put on a show. And, you yeah. know, how fun would that game have been if Justin Fields would have been playing? Could have been a very different scene. Yeah. Um, the Commanders suddenly are 7 and 5. If you look at the NFC East, it's crazy to see – the records of everybody, the commanders seven and five, the Giants are seven and four, the Cowboys are eight and three, the Eagles are ten and one. It's they're easily the best division in football. Uh Tom Brady loses to the Browns uh 23 to 17. The Jaguars pull off a late comeback against the Ravens, 28 to 27. Unfortunately for the Ravens, something that's happened just too many times this season. Uh, Josh Jacobs beat the Seattle Seahawks 40 to 34. Yes, he um, did. <laughs> um, the Chargers beat the Cardinals 25 to 24. 49ers mm. rolled through the Saints 13 to 0. Chiefs beat the Rams 26 to 10. Packers lose to the Eagles 40 to 33. And then the Steelers bested the Jeff Saturdays 24 to 17. Because so, they were playing on Monday, man. Because they were playing on Monday. <laughs> All right, so I've got a couple takes for Sam to react to here coming out of the week 12 of the NFL season. He has not heard these, and we will get um, some reactions live. So first one, I will start with the New York Jets. So I'm going to say this to you, Sam, and you're going to tell me uh, whether or not you agree or disagree. So mm-hmm. Zach Wilson will not play another game as the starting quarterback for the Jets going forward. This season, next season, ever again. Um, I disagree. I think he'll he'll get in there next year. Okay. Um, so the situation right now, how would you assess that situation? But the way that Mike White played the whole, I mean, we know last week with Zach Wilson and the not taking accountability. So where how do you view that situation right now? Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of jinxed it too when we were saying that Zach Wilson in his limited role was a really good fit for this Jets team because they had so much talent around him um, because they were hitting on so many draft picks. Um, That evaporated pretty quickly because his play just eroded to sub 100 yards and was completing about 40% of his passes, right? So he was completely unplayable. and we saw this last year from Mike White. He had a really good start. I think a, a couple of good starts last year. Um, but he's prone. I mean, who knows really what Mike White is? He's from what? Western mm-hmm. Kentucky. Uh, we don't really know what Zach Wilson is at this point. Uh, could I see Mike White go into a slump? And then they're forced to put Zach Wilson. I think the fact that they 
put so much draft equity into Zach Wilson as the second overall pick just means he's going to have another shot. Whether it be this year, I don't think it's going to be this year because I think they're just going to be pushing for the playoffs, but I think he gets another shot next year. So one of the most damning things I think is that in the regular season so far for Zach Wilson, he's thrown four touchdowns. On Sunday, Mike White threw for three. Yeah, they <laughs> looked one good. Game. All the wide receivers seemed like they were having a lot more fun with Mike White out there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was pointed out on uh, Get Up which this morning, which we're recording this Monday, was the fact that after the game was over, all of the players sort of kind of ran over to Mike White while he's doing the the post-game interview. They seem to be celebrating with him and like mm-hmm. they're happy for him, not only that they won, but happy for him. And it just indicated maybe to, you know, people on the outside looking in that they like Mike White. Um, and they they really rallied behind him. And it's one of those situations where God, if I mean, if he keeps playing well, I think you have to ride with him. Oh, the interesting, sure. the interesting thing is going to be if he starts to slow, and then now you're in a situation where do you stick with Mike White because it appears the locker room really likes him, or do you go back to Zach because you need to really figure out whether or not he's going to be your quarterback going forward? It's a weird situation to be in. No, I think it would be best for Zach at this point. I think it's best for everyone if Zach just sits the rest of the year. And he still is going to be with that coaching staff. If I'm that coaching staff, I'm going to be with him, making sure that he is really honing in and learning. That's the biggest thing. And takes this as an opportunity to really continue to grow as a QB. Um, If Mike White starts to struggle... Put Joe Flacco in. I don't think you can go. I don't think you can flip flop because that's just going to either mess up Mike White if you think he's going to be the future, especially if he gets injured, right? You throw Zach Wilson in. I think that just muddles everything up for this team. Yeah. Yeah. If I was betting on it, I I think I would tend to agree. The consensus that I heard this morning on ESPN was a lot of people were saying that they do not believe Zach Wilson is ever going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets again. I think you and I are both on the opposite side of that in the sense that I still think I'd be shocked if they move, if they move on from him this quickly after, after the season, I, I think you're right. I do think there is an opportunity here for Zach and the Mm -hmm. organization to sort of have him take a step back, learn mature a little bit i can't really i i don't want to make you know assumptions about his maturity i'm just going on hey, what i've heard and what i've seen but um it it feels like that is one of the biggest questions about him right now and if he takes this time i mean hell joe flacco is in the quarterback room with him i feel like joe flacco would be a great person to learn under you have a super bowl winning quarterback here he's been there um, he's been there the whole time though yeah where's where's that learning it hasn't really shown through well i think maybe i mean who knows if there was any um you know coaching on that front because there's a difference obviously with coaching you know the um you know the play but also just i mean there's so much else that goes into being a quarterback 
And even if Joe Flacco isn't the greatest quarterback of all time, maybe it's not necessarily the play that he can per se help him with. Obviously, he's going to be there and going to help him with that anyway. But right. just what it takes to be a quarterback in the NFL, commanding the locker room, answering questions right. Um, I mean, especially when they feel like softball questions. Um, just learning to say the right thing and to process um, – all of the other stuff that goes into being a quarterback. I mean, you've got a Super Bowl winning guy in that locker room. Um, lean on him. Um, so I think I agree with you. I think it would be it'd be a shock if he's gone by the end of the season. Well, I got a couple things, right? I don't think any of us thought Jimmy G was going to start for the Niners this year. And he's been – he might have won his job back based on how well he's played. <laughs> um, Sam Darnold suited up this last weekend who would have thought that sam darnold after losing the job to baker mayfield and not winning it for pj walker was going to be starting for the carolina panthers and getting a win mm -hmm. right i mean the nfl doesn't give up on guys very easily especially with that high of a i don't know where everyone views them that highly I and mean, sam darnold was a, a big time prospect coming out of college um and i think still people are banking on that I, I think even now after you see what gino's doing in his eighth season out of college where he's finally clicked and then it gives a lot of people hope yeah i mean i i agree i think it'd be a shock if the jets get rid of that uh after this season is over but you never know you never know, but I, I, I agree with you. I think it's I think it's highly unlikely. All right, let's move on to the next one. I said earlier that Josh Jacobs beat the Seattle Seahawks, and I wasn't kidding. If you haven't heard the stat line, uh, Josh Jacobs had 33 carries for 229 yards. He averaged about seven yards a carry, two touchdowns. And then, by the way, he also uh, had six catches for 74 yards. So he had pretty much 300 total yards of offense and just to put into context the Raiders had 576 yards of total offense so he had about he was about half the offense um it's crazy. all right so here is my take for you if I said Josh Jacobs you and I talked about this I just wanted to bring it on to the show if I said Josh Jacobs was a top five running back in the NFL what would you say yeah and you know what it, it's definitely swayed I think you got to give it to him um based off of some of the guys that you'd really put above him, uh, either aren't playing to that level. I mean, he is playing to an extreme level. Love to see what the Raiders are going to do this offseason since they didn't mm -hmm. um, extend him on that player option from his rookie deal. Probably going to have to probably going to have to let him go. They're, they got to pay Josh McDaniels. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they they don't. do. Even if they, even if they uh, fire them they have to pay them to be away from the building they're already paying john gruden uh i have no idea what Vegas is going to do with that situation because he is going to cost i you would think a pretty penny he's going to cost some money so right now he's third in attempts he's first in yards um and he's tied for uh, fourth and touchdowns. so here's the thing i've been beating the drum of josh jacobs since we've got him i I've I have had this like vendetta of purchasing player jerseys 
for any team, for any of my two teams, the Kings or uh, the Raiders, I always get team shirts because at the end of the day, like players come and go. The team is what I root for and I support regardless. So if you're in the Jersey, you've got my full support. Josh was the first Raider player ever that I bought a Jersey for. And I, I never understood why he never got, I don't know, the recognition that I thought he deserved because all he's done since he's coming in the league, he had over a thousand yards the first year, over a thousand yards the second year. Uh, last year, he was banged up a ton throughout the uh, season. He only played, he played in 15 games. Uh, he didn't even play the full season. And I know, he, you know, 15 is a lot of games, uh, but I have to yeah. mention that, like I said, that he was banged up the entire, like the entire season. If you play fantasy football at all, you saw the questionable mark on him every single week. He was always injured. There were, yes, he played in games, but he didn't finish um, some games. He still almost ran for a thousand yards. Um, and then we're, you know, how many games are we in the season? We're 12, we're at week 12 this season, and he's already got 1,100 yards. I never understood why he never got the recognition um because he's pretty he's basically rushed for a thousand yards every single season he's come into the league uh, since he's coming to the league um and this year just watching him he's looked so explosive um which again is something that last year he didn't have because of all of the injuries he just he didn't look like the same guy he wasn't hitting the lanes uh the same way that he was in the first two seasons he's a very aggressive runner um he he seeks out contact um and you can tell when he's kind of playing passively or when he's not. And yeah, I mean, on Sunday, he just, he absolutely took over the game and, you know, we started naming running backs who we thought might be better than him at this point. And I think Jonathan Taylor immediately comes to mind. Derek Henry immediately comes to mind. Um, and then, you know, then you start to get into the, the Nick Chubbs of the world, the Saquon Barkley, um, I could hear arguments for, for both of them if you wanted to put them <clears throat> ahead of Jacobs. But I think he fills in that fifth spot. I mean, because now you're talking about McCaffrey, who's underperforming this season, Eckler, who I could hear that case. I, I think I would lean towards Josh, um, but Eckler does different things. Uh, Kamara's having a bit of a down year. Um, I yep. think it's fair to, to put Josh in that in that number five spot. You know, I'll do you one better. Um, knock out Jonathan Taylor from that top five for sure. If you're gonna, if you're gonna talk about underperforming years, he's the biggest for sure. Yes, for a due to season, yes. Yes, due to injury, but even when he's been healthy, finishing games, the dude can't get a hundred yards other than two games this year, and he was supposed to be the greatest thing on earth. Um, Derrick Henry for sure up there yeah i think derrick henry is unequivocally the best running back in the league yeah yeah i mean i put saquon in that top three from yeah. what he does um now that he looks completely healthy i'd i'd edge saquon ahead of josh jacobs well saquon's okay. the whole new york offense like everything goes through saquon yeah and i think he's a lot better at um catching the ball out of the backfield than josh um i think josh Per carry is going to give you a little more production, but Saquon could give you one yards, two yards, one yards, and then boom, break off for a 40 yard run. And it's like, you can't really like, I don't think there's a running back that's like that. 
really well like, i he mean just he... explode like he just turns a broken play into something because of his mm-hmm. pure athleticism um derrick henry's just, just a freak derrick henry's just running downhill and scaring <laughs> scaring people um I would put McCaffrey in the top five still. I think it is a little premature to punish a guy because the Niners offense is so loaded that they're using every single weapon they have at their disposal. I mean, think about think about the running backs we're talking about here. Saquon is the only guy other than Darius Slayton or Daniel Jones running out of the backfield. Yeah, they, just got, Jones, yeah. they just got one guy, right? And he's getting that workload. Derrick Henry, we know he's been this guy for the last four or five years to where Tennessee's pass game is a complimentary piece to what Derrick Henry is doing each and every single game. The guy's running for 25 plus every single game. McCaffrey's not asked to do that at all. Um, I mean, I'd even put Jonathan Taylor in that in his amount of attempts with Indianapolis because of their stymied offense i i think it's just i think it's crazy to punish a guy who's looked good like every time i see mccaffrey touch the ball it's like he is making people miss every single time and turning he's getting way more than expected yardage at every single touch that he's getting he's just not getting as many touches because i mean they have an all pro player at every single position group in that group and that's not his fault right I think the only knock on him would be health. Um, but that's not this year. No, it's not this year. It's not this year. And I, I don't, I, I don't want to just take, <clears throat> I don't want it to just be about this year, which is why I don't think I would be as comfortable moving Taylor out of that. But with the running back, line. the running back position is so year to year because their lifespan is so tiny. True. Unless you're Derrick Henry, you can just run through people and you know not get hurt when you get to the knock on, not knock on one. I mean, he might get injured. Oh, he got injured yeah. last year and he came he back. He did get but, injured last year. Yes. But he could have a pretty awful injury and he could just fall off. I mean, take Najee Harris, right? Who had a great yeah. year last year and then fell off this year. Uh-huh. And this nothing's changed. The offensive line is pretty much they might have lost some pieces, but like that position is just, it's year to year for sure. Yeah. Well, as long as Josh is in your list for the top five, I'm cool with that. Your yeah, opinion dude, is all I can, Your opinion is all I can. The dude put up 300 yards in a game. I mean, you're not getting that from, <laughs> you're not getting that. But at the same time, McCaffrey did something that no player has done period in except for him and LT and one other guy in the NFL history, mm-hmm. right? Throwing, mm-hmm. catching, and running. Was it Sanders? L, it was LT. Collins. I know, but you said – I thought you said him and one other guy. with. It LT, was like some guy in the, uh, in the 70s. I can't remember what his name was. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to say, if it, I feel like maybe it's not Sanders. Um, it's uh, our, <clears throat> My, Miles Sanders, the GOAT. He might be in the top five. <laughs> My players the goat. Yeah, the one week I didn't start him. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I that would have won me the the week too. Um, all right. So speaking of McCaffrey, I just wanted to throw in uh, the 49ers here for you. We don't have to spend a ton of time on them since we just talked about them a little bit. But 
If I were to say that the 49ers are not going to lose any of their remaining games, what would you say? I'll read you out the schedule real quick. The Dolphins are coming to town. Yeah, that's then tough. They have the, the Buccaneers are coming to town. Easy. They go on the road to Seattle. Easy. Then they get They're probably going to lose that game. They're probably going to lose that game in Seattle. <laughs> they, uh, then, then Washington comes to town. That's a good matchup. They go to Vegas. Great matchup. Wow. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> and then they have the Cardinals. So they have uh, – That, might, that mean, game might be uh, over, like, early enough to where they can go hit the slots after. Or probably make, like a, like, a make a night out of it. Right. Unless Josh Jacobs goes for 300 yards a day. Maybe the Niners are a good rush defense. They are. What would you say? Um, I think that's likely. I think they they lose one. I think that's pretty fair to say. Uh, this Miami game is is scary. Who uh, Tyreek should be playing. I think he just left the game with cramps. Is what it said. That's they do not match up well with Tyreek Hill. And then adding Jalen Waddle on there. This the good thing is Miami's defense is not super strong. So hopefully. They could they could win a shootout, really. You know, I could see. I agree. I think they'll lose at least one. I think it's fair to say, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they ran the table, which is why I posed the question. Um, the Dolphins one is is tough because Tua hasn't lost a game this year where he started and finished a game. Well, just so, gotta knock him out then. You hear that, Nick? <laughs> Both you gotta yeah. go knock him out. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Buccaneers are sliding a little bit. Going to Seattle's tough. It is tough. Yeah. Um, Washington's hot. Washington's hot right now. They win the weirdest games. I mean, it's it's we can sh- we can shake our heads at them all we want, but they all they've done over the past couple weeks, I think since I don't know, they have the best record since like I think like over the past like seven weeks or something. I don't remember what. Um, what oh my God, the stat if there's, was. If there's seven and five. I mean, I don't remember what. Huge run. Yeah, so, I mean, they beat the Texans. So, that's a win, win. That's They won three out of the last four, five out of the last four. Yeah, so, literally, in their last six games, they've only lost. They lost to the Vikings. But they beat the Bears. They beat the Packers. They beat the Colts. They beat the Eagles. And they just beat the Texans. So, it's one of those things where, you know, maybe – you know, you don't want to take Washington too seriously, but all they've done is win, and they just win in the ugliest ways. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think you can write them off. Um, and we're talking Bears, about the, we're talking about the same Niner team that has lost to the Bears, yeah, the Broncos, the Falcons. Like those are some gross uh-huh. L's right there. And I know some of those games they had cluster injuries, but. Those are bad franchises now that we can sit here. Like that was pre-Justin Fields running all over <laughs> teams, right? So yeah. that was a really bad Chicago team. Yeah. Um, I could see it. I could see the Niners losing to Seattle up in Seattle because they have the division in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Vegas, that Vegas game is no worry. That's, it's 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 weird. It's one of those things where it just it would depend on what Raider team showed up because if you I don't get think the, the Raiders match up well against them at all. I'm not sure they do either. I I don't 
their run defense isn't well i mean that's not necessarily true i mean they um they you know mccaffrey and debo are way different than kenneth walker but they held kenneth walker to under 30 yards that's um, good in that game um and they're they're the raiders are pretty good right up the middle like right up the middle they're hard to run um, but McCaffrey and Debo don't really do that. Um, I will say so, uh, the Niners have never guarded Devontae Adams well. Have yeah. never. I mean, Devontae's going to go for 150 in that game. I mean, I'm trying to look back at the games that the Raiders have played. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor had a big game against them. Um, rushing, I think he, I'm looking at, he rushed for about 150. Um, so that's a huge game. I know the Texans running back earlier in the year, uh, Pierce. I know he got him for he, okay, he only got about ninety-two, um, but they they've been pretty good against the run. But pretty good against the run and pretty good against the 49ers run offense is, is a little bit different. Yeah, um, you so, pretty much have to stop their run offense by being ahead by two scores, pretty much to forcing them yeah. out of it. Um, and I, I mean, say- they can score, but. We'll see. We did talk about. I was I was drinking the Niner Kool Aid. I was like, man, I want to see Jimmy G probably throw it throw it more. I want to see what he looks yeah. like in an expanded role. We got it to where he was throwing close to forty balls. Um, didn't look very good. <laughs> that look offense. Very good. So back to square one. Back to square one. Back to square one. All right. Last one that I have for you. So I took a look at the NFC standings. And right mm-hmm. now, um, the Eagles are atop the uh, top the conference. Um, somebody has to win the NFC South. <laughs> um, who knows who it's going to be? Does that have to be a role? Yeah. Um, Vikings are atop the NFC North. The NFC West probably going to end up being the 49ers. Who knows how many teams are going to get out of the NFC East? I think as of this point, they might all be in. Not 100% sure on that. Um, um... But I think the next, yeah, because every, yeah, because so, the only other team that would be in contention for that wild card would be the Seahawks. And they have six wins, and everybody in the NFC East has seven wins. So I think at this point, they're all in. So right now, we're just talking about this season. I just want this season to be the parameter for this question. Okay. If, if we get into the playoffs, do you think it is safe to say, based off this season, that Jalen Hurts will be the best quarterback in the NFC going into the playoffs. So I'm going to list you the quarterbacks right now who would be. Well, no, Tom, because Tom's going to make the playoffs. Okay, so like I said, I wanted this season to be the parameter because default, yes, Tom Brady. Jalen Hurts has not played well the last four weeks. Jalen Hurts has not had one terrible game this season. <laughs> oh, fine, terrible game. Okay, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Let me go dig The in. Eagles. I, I I don't think that that's. I don't think it's an outrageous. Obviously, the outlier is going to be Tom Brady, right? That's the one that everybody's going to look at and say, "You can't say that anybody is better than Tom Brady." And I get that historically, absolutely, absolutely. And he's having but a I'm great trying- year too. Probably all time great year. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> Brady has definitely not been himself this season. And so I don't think it's an unreasonable question to ask if Jalen Hurts is going to be the best quarterback going into the playoffs. 
this season. Who is who else is he going up against? Right, Dak Prescott. He's going to be Daniel yeah. Jones, Taylor Heineke, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, and Tom Brady. <laughs> Those are your NFC quarterbacks right now, which is outrageous to say because yes. your quarterbacks in the AFC would would be Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Josh Allen. <laughs> I don't think you can put two in and all that, but yeah, it's it's the NFC's a joke. You can put two in that. You were advocating him to be the MVP. You can't leave your guy out to dry like that. But he's not on that pedigree. Like he's I wouldn't not put on Jaylen... that pedigree over the past couple seasons, but this season, I wouldn't put Jalen Hurts on that pedigree. Oh bullshit! <laughs> he had sub two hundred yards against the Colts. There's your terrible game. Okay, you're you have to look at everything that you can't just look at. Uh, I, mean, I just there. I just started. What 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 position does he play? Okay, the game against the Packers, he only threw for one fifty three, but he also ran for one hundred and fifty seven. So you have to look at the totality. Oh, so um, he's a running back. Okay, whatever. You know what? <laughs> I shouldn't have. Oh, <laughs> against the Commanders, he had one seventy five, two touchdowns and an interception, and then he only ran the ball for twenty eight. There you go, Jason. There's your terrible game. <laughs> and that was only a couple weeks ago. Whatever. Um, again, yeah, I still Wait, haven't got a straight answer from you. That's three bad games in a row. It's not three bad games. Are we sure Jalen Hurts didn't fall off a cliff? Whatever. Give me a straight answer. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, would he be the best? Um <laughs> That's tough, man. An interesting question. Like, do we take into account the fact that Dak has missed so many games this year? So he's kind of disqualified. I mean, you have to, I mean, you have, like I said, I wanted this season to be the parameter. I know that Dak has missed a couple games. He just played that first half against the Giants. was not good, but he came back with a freaking like army behind him um, in that second half and played extremely well. I think I think it'd be dumb of me, and it would not be serious of me if I were to say that Jalen Hurts was not the best quarterback if the playoffs were to start today. Just just based off this season, though, because like again, Tom Brady is Tom Brady, so nobody nobody here is saying that Jalen Hurts is better than Tom Brady. But if that's we're what, just looking at that's this what you're saying, season, though. you're saying, that. saying <clears throat> I'm saying based off this season, he has had a better year. So I think it's safe to say that he would be the best quarterback going into it. But obviously Brady's the greatest of all time. So, But I'd say he is the – that's tough. He might be the worst performing quarterback in the playoffs. Who hurt? Yeah, with his one start against Tampa Bay. I think Taylor Heineke played better. And well, Taylor Heineke played better than anybody did against the Bucks uh, that year. They won the Super Bowl. Well, it obviously saying that Jimmy G is the top of that because all he does is win. Oh, sure. right, right. Um, all right. Well, you know, <laughs> just reading the quarterbacks, you know, just to close it out with with that, just reading the quarterbacks from the NFC to the AFC, it's just. It's so, it's so one-sided on where the young quarterback talent is in the NFL right now. And I don't want to discount Dak Prescott 
Dak Prescott's a great quarterback. Hurts obviously is a great quarterback. Geno's having a great year. I think Stafford has just been destroyed by injuries this year, so there was no chance of him succeeding regardless. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Rodgers is in the NFC. That's been Ky- Kyler. Kyler's in the NFC. Brady's in the NFC. So, I mean, there are a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFC, but if we're just looking at the who's going to be in the league for the next who, couple of years. Who, who else are you missing? You, you didn't say one name. Kirk Cousins. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, hey, you know, you don't give Derek any respect, so why would I give Jimmy any respect? <laughs> Dude, Derek, Derek's a top 20 quarterback in the league right now. I can happily say that. Thanks. Going out on a limb and saying that. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Let's make our picks for week 12 of the NFL season. So um, before we move on to that, I will say that this episode obviously is focused a lot on football. Next week, we will be um, talking about a lot about the NBA. We got a lot to say about the Kings. The only reason why we're not talking about the Kings at the moment is because there's a game on right now. I haven't paused. I don't know what's happening. Um, It's over. The game's over. It's not. I know. I know it's over right now, but I don't know what happened. So I, know I would like happened. to go watch the. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> I would like to see it, regardless of the outcome. So that's good. Let's let's make our picks. Here we go. Week thirteen: Bills, Patriots, Thursday night football in New England. In New England. Uh, give me the Bills. Doesn't feel as easy of a choice as it would have uh, looked on paper but yes i'll take the bills as well new england didn't play that bad against minnesota i mean they had the fluky kickoff return touchdown and the dumb guy that ran into the punter that led to a right vikings touchdown they played pretty well um the bears packers game is gonna be i mean it was gonna be aaron Rodgers versus justin fields now it might be jordan love Love versus peterman yeah, Peterman, maybe. Or uh, Trevor Simeon. Or Simeon, yeah. Who you got in Chicago? Uh, give me, give me the pack. <clears throat> yeah, I. In the absence of both the quarterbacks, the Packers just have more talent. So based on that, I'll just go Packers. Um, Falcons, Steelers. That's not very appealing. Give, give me, me Mariota. Uh... Give me, give me Pittsburgh. Give me Mariota on the road. I mean, no, at home. Sorry. Um, Jets, Vikings. Ooh. Give me the Jets. Dude, the Jets defense. So I heard a stat today on ESPN. The Jets are undefeated this year when they score more than 17 points. That's all they need in the game right now. That's how good their defense has been. The Vikings, the last elite defense that they played against, they scored three points. <laughs> oh, it's a very, it's a very interesting game. <laughs> That's a very interesting game. Um, do I have more faith in the Jets' defense? Or Where is it? Is it in it is Minnesota? In Minnesota. It's whether or not Mike White can replicate his performance. Because if he can, then I think the Jets win this game. If he can't, then I don't know if the deep (sighs) – that's so tough. That is such a tough game. I'm going to go with 
Minnesota. I'm going to go with Minnesota at home. Um, and I think if it was, I think if they were flipped and the Jets were at home, I think I'd pick the Jets, but I'm going to go Minnesota. Lions, Jaguars. Yeah, Lions. I'm going to take the Lions as well, only because they're at home. Eagles, Titans. It's another good game. That one's in Philly. Going with the Eagles. Give me Tennessee. Tennessee for you. All right. Uh, Browns, Texans. Oh, that is the Deshaun Watson game. Uh huh. Gross. (laughs) Texas, Texas better win. Texans better win. With that being said, I'm going to pick the Browns. I can't pick. I can't pick the Browns the rest of the year. Fair enough. Um, Giants Commanders. Giants are home. Tough game. Give me the Commanders. Oh, yep. I agree. I'm taking Heineke. Uh, Broncos Ravens. 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 Yep. Yeah. Uh, 49ers Dolphins. Give me the give me the Niners. Gotta I'm gonna roll them. with I'm gonna roll with the Niners too. I think I think the Dolphins, if they're gonna lose a game going forward, I I mean I think they do play Buffalo. Um, they have a tough end of this schedule for them. Yeah, um, the 49ers going to going down there. That's tough. I'm gonna take the 49ers and their defense. Uh, Rams Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, uh, Raiders Chargers. Raiders are a home. The Chargers. The Raiders. I think uh, I've Chiefs. picked against the Raiders every single week. I think this so. year. <laughs> um, that's not true. No, that's not true. Uh Chiefs Bengals. AFC Championship rematch. That is in Cincinnati, by the way. Give me give me the Bengals and Jamar Chase return. I'm still gonna take the Chiefs. As of okay. right now. Although the Bengals, the Bengals are surging right now. Um Colts Cowboys. Oh, give me the Cowboys. Yeah, Saints Bucks. Give me the Bucks. The Saints suck. All right. Yes, I agree. So I think at the moment we are currently different on four games. That's it. Um, yes, like we're different on four. Uh, the St- the Steelers Falcons one, mm-hmm. Jets Vikings, Raiders Chargers, Chiefs Bengals. Um, Tennessee, Philly. You picked Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, all right. I didn't. All right. Never mind then. We're good. Five games. Five games heading into uh, week thirteen. That'll make uh, watching the games uh, more interesting for us because we obviously have pride on the line. So. <clears throat> I I do actually care when. <laughs> I when do I too. You. I do too. It is. I really pay attention to the games. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I pay attention to them anyway. But there's extra. There's extra cheering going on. <laughs> so. Wait, you took All the right. Browns? Yeah. So we're only at five. Oh, that's right. You took the Browns. I totally. No, I. I took the Texans. Oh yeah. So we're at six. That's what I thought. Dude, you missed so many. Go back. Go through them. Go through it one more time. We can't go through them again. <laughs> that, that's that's it. And I'll tell and I'll tell you what. I'll um you messed I'll, up. No, I'll flip on one. I'll flip on one. I'll take the Jaguars over the Lions. 
I will take the Jaguars over the Lions. Seven games. I will take the Jaguars. That's the most we've ever had. Let's let's keep going. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was tempted to just take the Bears. Yeah. Because if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, then I was just I was just tempted to take them. But is Fields um, going to be? I looked and I didn't see anything at the moment that's saying definitive whether or not he's going to play. Is um, is he nice has a chance? Yeah. I'll take the Bears. Holy crap, dude! We. <laughs> 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 All right, eight, eight games. Eight games. That's insane. Um, there's no other obvious game to flip on. Like, there's oh, nothing. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Okay, you know what? If, if we're going to ride this train, I'm going to take the Giants at home over the Commanders. That's not bad. All right. There we go. I don't have any faith in two of those picks, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> those are, those are going to be those are going to be doves for you for sure. <laughs> But whatever, we're, we're rolling with it. Nine different on nine games. So that'll be really interesting on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Thank you all so much for sticking to the end of the episode. We really do appreciate appreciate it. Episode 150 now in the books. Again, we hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. For all of you crazies who want to uh, put up your uh, Christmas decorations now in November, I guess it's okay. Because Thanksgiving up. is over. Yeah, see, no, I December 1st. If you put them up before Thanksgiving, if you put them up before Thanksgiving, that's horrible. That is terrible. I'm driving wait to your home November, and taking those lights down. Yeah, wait till November passes. And then on the 1st, if you want to put them up literally at midnight, go ahead. But let November pass. Well, wait for the sun to come up at least. Hey, some people might not. So. We have, right. our, uh, we have our Christmas tree up. We have some, we put some Christmas decorations up. And she broke her own rule. She was a December 1st person uh, as well, but she felt like she really needed some Christmas joy in her life. So she just <laughs> decorated. <laughs> That's either the saddest thing or the happy, or like the sweetest thing. <laughs> she just was really looking forward to it. So, all right. Have a wonderful week. We will see you all next week with some uh, NBA talk. And, uh, yeah, see you. See you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. See you when we see you.